Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, we will be talking to a legendary Dallas restaurateur. The great Rick Wells is in studio. His journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, this show is really a chance to thank a mentor of mine, and I don't even know if he knows that he's a mentor of mine. Uh, Rick Wells with the Wells Group McKinney is in the studio. Thank and you. Uh, I want to compliment you because you took a chance on a young PR guy who, uh, you know, kind of knew what he was doing, but I was still probably working out of my home. And to have a chance to represent your brand meant a lot to me. And so I want to thank you for that. You're very welcome. Yeah. Well, I want. And you did a great job. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't, don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> so, um, you, your company has grown by leaps and bounds yeah. uh, in the last decade. Right. And, uh, and that, that's not by accident because I think you and I have the same obsession. We're obsessed with great customer experience yeah. and excellence. So, where does that excellence gene come from? Have you always had it? Well, two things. I think one, the genus is, is a servant gene and not, and, and, and it, more than anything else. I think that when we interview employees or we interview people that wants to come to work for our company, uh, through this four interview process that we do, uh, we have to identify the servant gene. So I think that if you walk into any of our companies, whether it be our hotel or restaurants or our schools, you will kind of feel like that, that, that we're here to serve you. We're here to take care of you. But more than anything else, it's about the experience. Um, it's, it's, and, and we talk a lot about the experience and, and with across all of our brands. Uh, we're doing a farm tour tomorrow for our foundation. Um, and we had you know, a two hour meeting about that experience. We have 125 people that are, or 100 people coming to uh, do farm tours tomorrow. And it's, I mean, that 100 people and their experience with us over the next three and a half to four hours tomorrow really makes a big difference to us. So I think our team has gotten, is, is become really good at thinking through the experience, whether that be at one of our schools and how, 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 how how that parent feels uh, about their experience, how that child feels about their experience. I'm Farmer Rick at our schools, and hopefully we can get into that just a little bit. Absolutely. I think more than anything else is that um, we're servants. We're servants to our community. We're servant to, you know, I'm a servant to my family, my, my company. Um, but more importantly, we're servant to our community. And so I really feel like that our team has just, over the span of years really kind of feels that same thing. And, 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 and I think that's super important. And I think you feel that, you know, my father used to always say, uh, they'll never forget how you made them feel. Uh, 
think Mary Lou said that as well. But uh, uh, that's they'll forget what you said. They'll forget what you're able. They'll never forget you how you made them feel. And so for us, we want you to feel how how you feel is super important to us when you walk into any of our buildings. Absolutely. And I want to pull up Rick's website. And as we scroll down it, uh, you're kind of a serial entrepreneur, aren't you? You're you're just yes. always like we like to inventing build and and reinventing yes. and. Uh, it, it isn't lost on you that, you yeah. know, you're celebrating birthdays and anniversaries yeah. and so many special occasions. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't take much to uh, have a great customer experience go, go the wrong way. But yeah. I think it's because of your, your servant heart and how you hire the right people that you can, nobody's going to be great 100% of the time, but to the degree possible, you're creating these magical experiences that they'll never forget. We call them life moments. And uh, we mess up those life moments sometimes. And like everyone, we make mistakes, right? And, and so there's thousands of people in the, in, the, in, the, in the building. There's hundreds of things going on. But we feel like when we make a mistake, we own it. And I think that we come back to that servitude and, and, and we own what we do and, 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 just, and we recover from it. So an experience with us in our hotel could be three or four days. An experience with us uh, in one of our restaurants can be two or three hours. An experience with us can be 30 seconds at the door, right? And we're super, we're super focused on if something goes wrong, how do we recover from that? Most people, most people are graceful. Most people will, will, will accept that apology and move on. And I think that's what our team does well. If we overseason something, overcook something, or make a mistake, we own it, we apologize, but then we really focus on the experience throughout that, that, that experience. It's just maybe one misstep. But I think for the most part, it's really what you feel when you come in. We care. We care about we, we want you to feel that when you walk into one of our places. And I think that kind of puts people at ease. They don't really get that a lot in, in yes. this, this crazy world that we live in today. It's just come in, come out. We don't want you to do that. You've made, you made a thoughtful choice to come and have dinner with us. You have a thoughtful choice, even more so to bring one of your children in our schools for two and three or four or five years. Those, those life moments are just extremely important to us. Uh, and we, we really focus on it on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. I found a great overview video. Let's go ahead and roll that. My father was a state championship football and basketball coach when I was, you know, when I was growing up. And one thing that I probably learned from him more than anything else, that watching him interact with his athletes and just this people in school, that he, he, he paid just as much attention to the water boy than he did star quarterback. And, you know, at the time, I didn't really think about that a lot, but as I got older, it really was something that has, has stuck with me for, you know, pretty much my entire life. My parents bought their first restaurant when I was 12. Uh, if, if they had not done that, I'd be the head basketball coach at the University of Oklahoma right now. There's no doubt that would be my job, but uh, uh, they bought their uh, a restaurant. And, and I've been in it ever since. I've built 25 restaurants around the country over the, uh, through the years. I've always considered the hospitality business is, to me, the greatest thing in the world. I get, I get to throw a party every night, and I truly get to throw a party every night. But going back to no matter how successful we are or what we do at the very end of the day, when you take all the layers off of it, we're servants. And I think that if you walk and see our company, 
and kind of how we are today, you can really see that kind of that servanthood kind of throughout. It's super important to me, you know, from that standpoint. Uh, in my early 40s, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, come to McKinney. I just really loved what McKinney stood for, right? You had all this explosive growth going around us, the fastest growing places in the, in the country, right? But they still had this unbelievable downtown. And I kind of realized in my early 40s, right, that that's where I wanted to spend the rest of my life. When we moved here, we just automatically dug in. I, I, I knew this, if I won't put my name on it, right, I'm, dug, I'm digging in. I really pushed our leadership team, this is nine years ago. And I think it's a time for us that we really had an opportunity to go this way and be very successful. I go this way and start thinking just a little different than what most people do. As we open Harvest, it was the, 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 big, the big go to the right was that we created the Sea Project Foundation. So the foundation funds education, agriculture, and community initiatives that support sustainability. That was that was when you know we we started as a whole company to start looking at things a lot differently and and, and, and for the most part it's just questioning how we spend our money and where our money goes, right? We want our money to go in McKinney and the surrounding areas. And we've taught ourselves, thank goodness to YouTube, we have six beehives on our farm. We have six beehives in McKinney Roots. We grow all the flowers for, for harvest on our farm. By this time next year, we'll produce all the flowers for the hotel, all the flowers for Rick's. Cut my carbon footprint down, right? right? And really learning and teaching ourselves kind of what to do. But we had an opportunity to take over McKinney Roots. It's, it's a donation farm in Northwest McKinney. And it's an it's a old repurposed baseball field. And so, and we're farmers, and we know what we're doing now, right? So our first year, you know, we've averaging feed about 300 families a week. We have 180 chickens. We produce 135 dozen eggs a week. We produce about nine or 10,000 pounds of food this year on our, first, on our first full year. Nine years ago, I had an opportunity to go that way, which was great. We had an opportunity to really dig deep. And for us, it was all about McKinney. It's all about our community. It's that this is where we live. This is where we're dug in. We're responsible to take the level of business up the way it needs to be consciously, as 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 not only taking the business up for ourselves, but everybody around us. About a year ago, we had the opportunity to buy the Masonic Lodge, and and we're super excited about it. We can't we can't wait to to move Harvest. It it really is by far the best place for Harvest to ever to be able to to move to. So it's 3,400 square feet on each floor. And when you walk in the first floor, it, it will look almost exactly like Harvest does today. The round booths on the right, the high back chairs in the middle and the booths on the left. Um, cool bar on the first floor. Uh, second floor is uh, our kitchen and, uh, and uh, a private dining room for 50 people. And uh, we, we've decided to build the kitchen on the second floor because the uh, uh, what we're gonna build on the third floor. And so the third floor is where the Masons met. There's 16 eight foot windows that's been covered up for decades. So we're going to be allowed to open up all those windows. And you have these panoramic views of downtown McKinney. And uh, uh, I, I look forward for people to see what, what we do. Never wanted to call it Rex. Never thought about calling it Rex, right? Um, my wife certainly didn't want to call it Rex because there was no exit strategy there, right? Uh, and I really felt like 
that if I named it Rick's, it would still be that small town feel that had drawn me to the square originally, had, had drawn me to McKinney. Because no matter how fast it was going, how big it was, there was this, there was this feeling for me that everybody knew your name. Kind of like cheers, right? Everybody knows your name. And um, so that's what I did. And uh, I had a wonderful partner, Don Day. Don was the gentleman who, who owned the building and owned the Grand Hotel. And, uh, and so when we opened that hotel and the restaurant 15 years ago, it was uh, uh, Rick's in the ballroom and 14 rooms in the hotel. And now there's, there's 44 rooms in the hotel proper. And uh, we, are, we are renovating it from floor to floor. It was funny, you know, I've always been a person that when you walk in one of our properties, I want you to feel our personality, right? The hotel is just super fun because we will curate over the next six months, each room at a time. So when you walk in a room, it is curated with each and everything. Each and everything will be kind of handpicked by us. And when you come in and spend a weekend with us, uh, you can certainly just kind of feel like it was McKinney made. Wow, that was an amazing piece. And I know it's not like you go back and rewatch it all the yeah, time. I so I watched it like that. You were great. You were watching it like you saw it for the first time. You're like, hold on, Jim, I need to see what happens yeah. next. Uh, okay, so that was filmed about a year ago, and yeah. it was a beautiful job. Yeah. Okay, give us an update. What's happened in the last year? So, as the project kind of proceeded, I, you know, you, you can't build a restaurant called Harvest and talk about how to repurpose and redo things without taking an old building like that and, and try to restore it back to its grandeur, right? So we have worked extensively with the state and the federal government. We should, when we open that restaurant in, in, in September, have a federal historic stamp on it. Wow, that's it's, huge. It's a big wow. It's been super complicated. It made the project even more complicated. Uh, but I believe, and I truly believe this, if you want to create one of the great small cultural districts in America, which I think we have opportunity to do in McKinney, you can't put vinyl windows in buildings. You can't, you have to restore buildings back to the way they were built. And that's super, super important to me. Uh, we've invested a lot in McKinney. We've invested our lives in, in downtown McKinney. Uh, and it's super important to me uh, that that community, that small community called Historic Downtown McKinney continues to grow. And I feel like what we're doing at Harvest, um, how the city has helped us, how the city's got behind us, how the, even the state and the federal government to a certain extent has really worked with us to help, help me restore that building back to, we're taking it back to 1911. So the building was built in 1899. They did a remodel in 1908 and that remodel was finished in 1911. So that's kind of where our watermark is, so to speak. Um, and uh, it's beautiful. It will be the, it's, it's beautiful. I, I, uh, I laid out the third floor with our team last night make sure I get the exact amount of seats in there that I need, that I wanted to get in it. And uh, the windows and just, it's the second tallest building in downtown McKinney. There's only five three-story buildings in downtown McKinney, if you can believe that. And so when these windows open up on a third floor, they've been closed for probably about 75 years. Wow. By mortaring them up, you've actually saved the wood for a certain extent. Right. So we were able in all these windows, these these 16 eight-foot windows on the third floor, and then seven on the second floor, we were able to use all that wood and restore all of that 
all of those windows back to where they were in 1899. It's super important to us because we really believe that's the way you can create one of these cultural districts and really set the pace um, in, in America. We don't have a lot of old things in America, right? I mean, we consider things 200 years old, really, really, really old or 150 years old. And we need to take advantage of that. Yes. Because we can then restore that history. And we have so many, it's so, it's so, much, it's so much easier to do it today than it was in Europe, right? Because in Europe, when we were restoring those buildings, it was, you know, hundreds of years ago, but it's not for us. And so we really have the opportunity in places like McKinney to restore these buildings back to where they, they should be and, and, then, and, and then set an example. And when we set those examples and we share it with people around us, we, we, we're, it's, not, it's not like information that we keep. We want other entrepreneurs to be successful. Yes. We want people around us to be successful. So we, as a, as a company and as a team, we share those things. I will share with anybody who wants to hear how you can navigate through the federal government for these for these, not only these tax credits, but also the help and the support uh, to restore these old buildings because I think it's super important. And I think that's what you should do. Rick, I applaud you because you, I can see your passion and that's what makes you successful. Yeah, I mean, this, I is, this totally. is a piece of art that you're yes, creating. It is a piece of art. All right, I want to transition to uh, Farmer Rick. <laughs> <laughs> is that really your, your nickname? It's my, it's, my, it's my name that my wife gave me when we purchased the schools nine years ago. Uh, we live on an organic farm called Waterboy. Uh, I think Waterboy is the ultimate servant. And we talked about servitude just a little bit ago, but uh, my wife wanted to create small organic gardens at, at our schools. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I, with a lot of families, I'm up there with like Santa Claus. Really? Right? Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> because they want to eat broccoli at home, but they'll eat broccoli with Farmer Rick. Right. We have Tasty Thursdays. I was at both schools yesterday. Have beautiful gardens at both of our schools. We have a lot of herbs. Uh, I, I, I like a lot of herbs because our kids can taste a lot of different things. I want kids to taste things. So, uh, so yesterday I brought, uh, we have bees at our donation farm, Six Hives. And we also have bees, Six Hives uh, at, at our farm. So I brought an empty box yesterday. And then we did a slideshow and just kind of walked them through bees and, 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 and why bees are the answer. Everybody got a little bees are the answer uh, sticker because bees are the answer. We have to take care of our bees in the world or we won't have anything to eat. So uh, because they pollinate probably 50, 40% of everything that we eat. And it's super important that we take care of those. You probably don't know this little side mark. Uh, 30, we lose 30% of our bees in America every year. Wow. That's frightening. Yes. It's frightening. And so uh, we had a little bees of the answer uh, uh, stickers for them. Uh, and then we go out in the garden and uh, we taste a lot of herbs and check. Uh, and, and we do a lot of science projects, a lot of math projects, because as you know, when a tomato plant starts to flower, then 45, 30 or 45 days later, that flower is going to become a tomato. So we, we do math on that, right? And we have rosemary plants. We talk about how many things, you know, you can make out of rosemary. Would that be rosemary butter? Would that be rosemary you know, soap or all those different things. So it's, it's really fun to, and I just get the greatest catch questions asked by these <laughs> four and five year olds. And then we have an after school program up to the fourth grade. So, and then I, I, I did that with them. And, but it's just always great to uh, talk about putting things perspective. Yes. 
Right, you'd be working like on a two million dollar deal, or working on something, or getting your butt kicked, and then you go do crisscross applesauce with with fifteen five year olds, and it really reminds you where your priorities should be, yes. what you should be doing for your community, yes. because those those young children are be are, are our future, and uh, it, it's our responsibility to set them up for success through education. And I believe strongly that you can educate people out of poverty. And I'm not gonna, we could, we could do a whole show on that one day. Uh, but education is super, super important to us. And, and, and uh, we like to, we also like, Farmer Rick also likes to learn what we can do at that school that's making money. And how do, we, how do we take that knowledge that we have and move that to the other side of the tracks and do that from a nonprofit standpoint? Yes. Or how do we do that so that we can educate those children and get those children where they need to be before they go to first and second grade? Because that truly is the most important thing. The foundation that we, that children have in four and five and six and seven years old will, can, can set them on a lifetime of learning. Wow. And that's super important to us. And that's really what we do. So that's what Farmer Rick does. Um, that's really all Farmer Rick does at the school. Uh, he's kind of a maintenance man as well, a little bit. But we have really a really good team of maintenance people now that kind of keeps all those companies up and running. But uh, my wife runs a school. She's getting her PhD in early childhood development wow. uh, at, at, uh, in her late 50s. Uh, and uh, just super proud of what she does at our schools and, 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 and the impact that uh, we have, not only on those children, but on those families, right? Well, I'm so impressed that you're so philanthropic. Because yeah. there are a lot of people, uh, you know, who are as, as successful as you are just yeah. concentrating on getting bigger, faster, yeah. and giving back is really the yeah. secret ingredient, isn't it? Well, too much is given, much is expected. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, use your personal success to make the world a better place. I wrote two of those things on my fancy letterhead 17 years ago when I got it two weeks before I opened Rick's. And not really quite sure why I wrote those two things, but I mean, I think those are pretty important to me. And uh, I put it in my uh, inside my cabinet, inside my bathroom, and so I see it every day. And we can't take it with us. Yeah. Right? We have to, it's our responsibility to me, capitalism and conscious capitalism, or using, using what you've learned and using your companies to make the world a better place is really what we should do. It, it, you know, from a servant standpoint, from a, you know, what would Jesus do standpoint, what are those things that we do? So we really, as a company, yes. try to have that mentality, yes. right? It's not all for us to take, right? We have to push back. We have to give back. We have to, we have to, to have people come together and show and share. We talked, I talked a little earlier about sharing things, you know, how to, to, to make other people successful. So when they're successful, they kind of do the same things that we do. And, and I think that's important for us to do that. So it's something that that's kind of how I was raised. You know, I'll never forget, I was 14 or 15 years old and on the front page of the Antlers American, which is like five page paper in this little small town in rural <laughs> Oklahoma, my mother's on a cover uh, of the front page, upper fold, uh, or top fold, I think they say, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever in, that, in, in your industry you say. And she had donated, you know, she had volunteered 10,000 hours wow. in her community. And I'll, I'll just never forget that. That's a lot, right? Yes. Um, 
Well, Malcolm Gladwell says 10,000 hours makes you an expert, right? Yes. Something like that in one of his <laughs> books. And so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I was raised. And, and, uh, and yeah, I think it's super important. That's beautiful. Super, super important. Well, any great company is only as good as its team. Yeah. And um, we've got a page off of your website, obviously yeah. family business. Yeah. Uh, brag about your team easily to brag about our team. So we have employees that's been with us since day one. Um, and we have employees that now come, want to come work for our, because of our mission. I, it, you know, that started three or four years ago. And I looked at my chief of staff who's been with me for 14 years. I'm just going, man, I can't believe people are now wanting to come and work for us just because of our thought process and our mission. Um, and so from Chef Dre, which has been with us for 10 years, has helped me start Harvest and, and, and has her own dining room called Chef Face Dining Room on the second floor of Harvest that we're about to open to our, you know, Ashley and, and, and Becky and Emily and, and Lynn and all these individuals who have just worked for us for a really, really, really long time. You know, Megan Newbauer runs our, our foundation. Um, Vicki Dearman and Tucker and Casey uh, out at, at, at McKinney Roots and, and, uh, uh, just all those individuals are just committed to kind of what we do. Uh, you can you can you can stay in the wagon, right? And uh, or you can get out of the wagon and push it up the hill. And uh, I feel like our leadership team uh, does that. I think our leadership team has the mentality with our her staff to get out of the wagon and push it up the hill. And we have. You know, our staff works our farm, our staff works, you know, we have our, our staff donate their time and volunteer uh, at our donation farm, spftx.org. You can go and volunteer. Uh, there's a, there's a, um, a survey, there's something, I'm not sure what it's called, our team does, but you can, you can, <laughs> you can, you can volunteer your time there. We had 500 volunteers last year uh, on that farm. and. I mean, that just, that just makes my heart swell, yes. right? Yes. Because those 500 volunteers are typically young men's service leagues, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, uh, moms working with their kids to show them how to volunteer like my mom did. Uh, and, you know, on that farm tour tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we're going to pull carrots. And I guarantee 50%, 60 70% of the people have never pulled a carrot. No. Right? And they may be 50 years old. And so kind of creating that relationship, our leadership team and what they do to create that, you know, and, and what they do to prepare for that is just super, super important. Bragging on our leadership team, we, we sat down with McKinney ISD last week and we will start uh, a field trip program in McKinney ISD in the third graders. So we'll take all third graders uh, in McKinney ISD next year, which is 2,500 kids wow. over a span of about three weeks. And they, all of them will hit our donation farm. Um, I haven't heard exactly where the donation farm uh, was last year, but last year is 12,000 pounds of food, 18,000 pounds of food this year. Uh, the, that team did 150 dozen eggs a week last year. Wow. We're up in that production to 300 eggs a week. Why is that? Because we have seen where an egg in an underserved pantry is by far the most versatile thing. You can fry it, you can scramble it, you can poach it, you can bake with it, you can cook with it. Yes. It's just massively, you know, and so we have, we are building, uh, we're 
we're doubling our operation in a in 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 in, in that field as well. So super super proud of our team and what they do. They're certainly committed to make the world a better place. And um, like I said, I could be more proud of them. Rick, you're such an inspiration. We've only got a little time left. So final thoughts, what would you like to leave the viewer with? Mm. Um, well, I would love to leave you with, if you haven't been to McKinney, Texas before, come in downtown. Uh, uh, we have a romance package that you can come and stay at the hotel and have dinner at the restaurant. Uh, we encourage you to volunteer at our at our at our donation farm. We we really encourage people to 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 get out of their comfort zones and come out and see us. It's spftx.org. Um, if you don't have time to volunteer because you're really really busy, it's spftx.org. Hit the donate button. Um, we're really good stewards of your money. We raise hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and we push that money out. Last year, to 36 different charities wow. uh, within our community that that fund agriculture education or community initiatives, um, and really and truly, that's why I like to leave you with: uh, we can make the world a better place in this in this world that is so divided and so everybody you know a lot of people fight. It's up to us to do it different. It really is. I mean, we can make a difference, and you do that by volunteer. You're doing that by really thinking through how do you make the world a better place. Wow, you! I am so inspired. We're going to end with uh, Rick's uh, professional website, which is uh, WellsGroupMcKinney.com. The great Rick, Rick Wells. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time, man.